You're ready to be premature wow, all over again. Wow, that's, that's impressive. Quick, quick reset. Yeah. Quick reset. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Licking okay. gin balls. It's just going to be a vicious cycle. Who knew the job was pro bono? I was so high that um, I shit myself at some point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, get still here. Somebody, somebody, everybody mute. Goddamn, you're killing me. My SEAL Team 6 went to SEAL Team 12. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing wrong with punching above your weight. The fight you get better. Well, I don't know what's worse. You're a ginger or you've been vaccinated. You sit around and drink and solve the world's problems, right? Hey, let's go ahead and unwrap <laughs> this present so, uh, and let the I, debate begin. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. It is a new episode of A Spirited Debate. Not really new. We're actually following up to the episode we did last week. So it is censorship part two. No need to hide the topic. We've covered it last week. We're covering it this week. Last week, we discussed... Film, TV, comedians, the latest issue with Dave Chappelle and his comedic act, The Closer. This week, we thought we'd expand on the topic just a little bit more because there's a lot of other things to cover, music, books, etc. So we thought, no need to stop short. Let's go ahead and finish the topic out, do it justice. So that's what we're talking about today, censorship part two. But obviously, before we do that, let's jump into our drinks. Gentlemen, how's everybody doing today? There you go. Old standard. Old standard. I like it. There you go. Safe, safe, easy. Uh, Yeah. Glad everybody's here. Everybody's here on time. Everybody's here on time. I love to see that. (laughs) He fucking looks at me. He's like, fuck you. (laughs) All right. So let's go ahead and jump into a drink. I'll go first. I was trying to find something completely different. And so I was perusing a number of sites trying to find a drink either that we haven't done before or that I had ingredients for without having to, because I don't have a bartender that lives in my house that'll make my drinks for me. So I have to do it all myself. Uh, so I went with yep, what's called. Problem. <laughs> it is. It is me problem. Uh, I went with what's called the jungle bird. Um, and so I had some Jamaican rum. And so I found this recipe and it apparently uh, came about from a bartender in Kuala Lumpur in 1978. And it's called the jungle bird. And actually now the Ruma hotel in Kuala Lumpur, when they serve this, they serve it in a bird cage. Uh, so it's very fancy. It's a, in a glass served in a bird cage. I don't know. Don't ask it's how they do it. Uh, but it is just uh, Jamaican rum. Um, I am using just a basic cruising rum, but it is Jamaican rum. It is uh, simple syrup, which I, of course, you know, I make homemade fresh squeezed lime juice, a little Campari because like Haas, I have Campari in the cupboard and I never know how to use it because it's clearly not my favorite thing. So it's like, how can I bury it in a drink? And then topped off with a little pineapple juice and a shaker, shake the shit out of it, pour it in a glass. And that's what you get. It is called the jungle bird, not served in a bird cage, but that's all right. Cause I don't own a bird cage, but mm, I tell Wait, you that's so homemade simple you syrup. Didn't, you didn't make a bird cage from scratch. I apologize. I spent, I spent my time making, making homemade bacon jam today and that kind of ate up my time. So I didn't get around to the birdcage. Priorities, man. Priorities. I did. It's called bacon jam. I've had the bacon jam. It's fucking delicious. It's it's worth it. (laughs) Um, So that's what I'm having. The jungle bird. All right. Big mouth. I'll let you go next. All right. I'm having water. (laughs) That's okay. I love water. What alcohol did you use? Um, water. Okay. I used water. <laughs> so one of those days. I'm still on antibiotics. I don't. I don't understand the problem south. though. And it's and, not turning to wine either, is it? And bourbon. No, I might be having <laughs> bourbon with my water. 
<laughs> with a side of antibiotics. With a side of antibiotics, because you, you know I Googled that shit. I was walking down the street randomly this week, and I ran into a guy that I knew, and I couldn't remember I knew him from. We're having this conversation, and he says, you can drink when you're on antibiotics. That's that's an old wives' tale that you can't drink when you're on antibiotics because U.S. soldiers in World War II would go to the warehouses and get a VD, and then they'd get a, get, give them antibiotics to get rid of it, and they'd tell them they can't go drinking the next time they had leave because they didn't want them going drinking and then to the whorehouse and getting the VD again. So, was, of course, I had to. I had to look a, up. a wealth of a wealth of knowledge. <laughs> look, I had, to, I had to look that shit up, and you're just trying to stay healthy. Sure. We get yeah, it. Yeah, I am. Yeah, yeah. I am. You don't I'm, want I'm an STD, man. Yeah, I'm trying to gain more VDs. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so you're. I'm sorry. Are you drinking bourbon? Because yeah, now I'm, I'm fucking confused. I'm having <laughs> four roses, uh, and I I decided to try uh, one of these uh, little uh, the, the Coca Cola signature mixers again. The, the, okay, this one's the Smoky. Uh, mm-hmm. so yeah, yeah, it's all right. So it is just that with a little Coca-Cola mixer, just the four roses and that's it over ice. It's, it's yeah. You gotta make sure you do at least four fingers of bourbon and then a splash, splash. And then wave you know, some. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, you know, bitters, like a little Agonostra bitters, <laughs> you know, you just do a little splash, splash with the, with the Coca-Cola signature mixture and gotcha. then you have a, you have a beverage. And then watering it is down it, with water is it when it's done. No. Are you drinking it out of a Shanta? <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Again, feel free. Let's let's go ahead and test the limits of my editing ability. I'm game. I'm making you a better editor. That's what I'm here for. Is that what you're doing? <laughs> Fantastic. And that's why or I appreciate just being you. a dick. One of the two. All right. I think well, we, I think we know. Hey, hold on. Hold on. Why can it? Why can it be both? It could that's be right, both. That's right. It could be both. Yeah. If you're going to be good at something, be good at something. That's and right. since you're being a dick, what are you drinking? What what didn't you make that you're drinking? Oh, I, uh, you, you got to ask the better half. What am I drinking? Well, <laughs> it's based off the recipe, the Ritual Whiskey S'more Cocktail. The Ritual uh, so Whiskey S'more that's, Cocktail. Yeah, that's where okay. the recipe came from is R- Ritual Whiskey's website. Um, but you make like a, you got chocolate on the rim with graham cracker, uh, my marshmallow, which is slowly falling in, but toasted marshmallow. You make some marshmallow simple syrup, a few other things that that I'm trying to simple syrup from home or from scratch. (laughs) Yes. Now by me, did you mean? (laughs) Right. Right. I met you. (laughs) But yeah, anyway, it's, it's called a s'mores. uh, It's a s'mores cocktail and uh, yeah, it's got chocolate graham cracker. uh, I put, I use that heaven's door, heaven's gate. I think it was heaven's gate uh, for the, for the base so, yeah. are you into like dessert style cocktails lately is that is that it what seems it is like it, it yeah. is, it, is okay. it me or is it i accept well, what is given to me i think well, that's probably I'm it. sure that's part of it but but i'll i'll note that this same time last year you were drinking a bunch of dessert cocktails hey hey I think somebody uh, still sits atop the throne of the dessert cocktail and it isn't this guy. It's, no, uh, but I'm just, you know, <laughs> lately it seems like you've, you've been dipping into that well quite a bit. Nothing wrong with it. So, yeah, you know, it's how, what, it's, what ha- it's how your better half prevents you from drinking too much. I think that's probably true. That's what that's it is. Well, that's what I'm saying. What, what I think we need to do now is uh, reach out to Mrs. Grinch and just throw some weird ass shit at her. Right. It's like, here, pour all this shit in a glass and hand let's it see to her. Let's drink. see what happens. Yeah. Tell him Make it's a dessert name. cocktail. Yeah, it's, yeah. Yeah. It's a, yeah. Just put a marshmallow on top of for, it. He'll drink for it. a sip. That's it. So we've got a s'mores cocktail, a bourbon and Coke mixer. I'm having the jungle bird. Mac, why don't you finish us up? What are you You're having? You're going to get censored. Um, yeah, it's possible. 
I am made what's called a soul taker. It's equal parts vodka, amaretto, and tequila. Oof. Yeah. So um, it okay. pretty much takes your soul. I have yet to try it. Oh, so Lord. Uh, it's going to be interesting. Is um, this a shot or a drink? Uh, I mean, you can make it however you want to, right? It's it's just equal parts. So I mean, you made it in shot. a gallon pitcher, so I'm not sure what that means. No, no, I did not toss this, right? I, <laughs> I did two ounces of each to start. But you're really see. hoping that amaretto does some covering. Yeah, up. I'm really hoping yes. it covers up a lot of stuff. So uh, need you to work really hard, little amaretto. <laughs> that's actually not too bad. Oh, uh, you wouldn't it. think so, right? I, I don't it, think it so. Is. <laughs> All right. So what is this again? I'm sorry. What's in this? It is again? equal parts amaretto. Okay. Vodka and tequila. And what vodka did you use? I used uh, the Tito's vodka and then and the Hornitas that tequila. you bought. Okay. And then my homemade amaretto, amaretto, which was basically made with vodka. So it's vodka, vodka. with vodka <laughs> and tequila and almonds <laughs> and like an almond flavoring. That um, sounds like a hot drink. Alcohol with a side of alcohol. Do you just need to get fucked up today? Because that's okay. That's a whole different conversation to have. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so but no, it's yeah. I, I, I kind of like your faces. I, I was interested to try it when I when I saw it come up. But uh, yeah, it's, it's actually not too bad. The Soul Taker. The, the Soul the Taker. The S'mores Cocktail. Bourbon and Coca. Smoke. What is it? The Smoky Coca-Cola Mixer. Right? Is that what it is? Yeah. Sm- yeah. Smoky. Yep. A- and then... My Jungle Bird. All right. Well, there we go. Uh, and our second round of censorship. <laughs> that's what we're doing. So, gentlemen, cheers to you. Cheers. Cheers. I think Haas is just drinking Coke, but that's okay. Don't We don't judge here. No, we don't. Absolutely well, not. We do. Bro, if you were just <laughs> drinking water, homie. <laughs> look, if you were just drinking water, there would still be no judgment. I would completely understand. I know you've been wrestling with. When I say um, I'm drinking water, I think we all know I'm drinking vodka. <laughs> so, but for our listeners, they may not know that. Right. What are you and we don't want to shortchange them. Water. You I, mean, <laughs> I, I probably drink like six of these a day. Who could drink that much water? Not me. How, I'd die. Cl- I would You're not die. Russian. It's, You're not it's Russian. almost Shanta. Yeah, it is almost Shanta. <laughs> delete, delete. All right. <laughs> Keep folding it in. This is going to be fun for me. <laughs> I, d- you have, I dig this game. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> you have miscalculated fun. my ability. I'm okay with that. I don't think he was miscalculated your abilities, but I think it's fun to see how many we can, like, you know, supplant in there somewhere. All right. Let's go to work, gentlemen. So the second round of censorship, as I said at the outset of this show, we discussed a few topics in the last episode. Uh, and it's not that we can't revisit those, but I felt like there was a lot more to this and I didn't want that to get lost because we kind of focused on just a few things because there is censorship covers a lot of area. And so I felt like to do it justice, we needed to make sure we covered some of those topics. So, uh, that's what we're doing. Censorship. We can talk about music. We can talk about books. Doesn't matter. Um, but if anybody has anything specific, please feel free well, to just jump out there with it. A couple of things out of the gates. Except you. Is, Anybody else? <laughs> <laughs> let me be. Let me be. I, I, in the spirit of censorship, something you sent out is in a sa- another. It's in, in the same vein. Like, okay, I get the notion of you don't want the Washington Redskins to be called that anymore. I get that. Right. But to say you don't want a bullpen called a bullpen. Right. I don't get. Okay, <laughs> and, and you clearly can't do the tomahawk chop anymore in Atlanta. So, right, you know. So, for our listeners, uh, yeah, at, home, at, what point, 
for our listeners at home, if you're not aware of what he's referencing, I sent out an article to the group that PETA, the animal rights group, has asked that Major League Baseball rescind the name bullpen for its relief pitching pen where they warm up and they want it called the arm barn. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and again, they were like, well, we need to offer up a, a, a clever alternative right. in the process. <laughs> and, and I think, and, and cranky. Can you imagine what that process was at PETA? Them, them rallying the troops together to come up and submit names for what they should call For what it should game. be. Yeah. For those that are not, and I'm not a huge baseball fan, so I did have to do the research. The bullpen has been in common use in baseball since the 1870s. Uh, but it was at the time when it was first used, it was the place along the foul lines where late arriving spectators would come and stand. They would congregate to watch the game. And then in the 1890s, when relief pitching became a thing, they converted the area where pitchers, uh, relief pitchers would go and warm up. That's what was called the bullpen. So since the 1890s, it's been called the bullpen. And PETA said, we think that name needs to be changed because we feel like it, it is talking about something that for bulls is kind of a sad state of affairs that they're kept in pins in close proximity, a bunch of them close proximity to each other and stuff like that. Like no quality of life. Are you fucking kidding me? Like, when is it too well, much? When what, does it go what, too far? What this breaks down to is Peter sat around and said, fuck, nobody's talked about us in a while. What <laughs> bullshit thing can we come up with to get back on the radar? No, no, you can't say bullshit. I mean, not, not if you're Peter. You I'm can't sorry. Reference That's yeah. true. Mm-mm. Can't do Arm that. shit. Arm can I go arm shit? Right? I don't you know. can't say Peter, but you can say Chanticleers. You can. You can. And <laughs> you shouldn't. You probably yeah, shouldn't. Peter, but you could. That, that will be probably say something Peter's about that. List next. Yeah. But, and for those but of again, you that don't know, a Chanticleer is a chicken. So yeah. I'm sure so, Peter oh, has something all to say that, about yeah. that. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, again, I, I'm not saying just because something's been used for so long that they're, that it is justified to continue doing it. And so in the sense of like, if Native Americans find certain things offensive, I kind of get that. Um, I I obviously not Native American. So I I say kind of only because I don't want to like suddenly be like, yeah, I just totally understand what it's like to have my, you know, my race used as a name or whatever. We have somebody here married to a Native American. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking that as soon as I said it. but And she does find it offensive. And she is happy that it is being changed. Um, And I don't fault her. So how does that work? You know, every Sunday when you uh, run around the house in your uh, Washington Redskins gear, it's um, the Washington football team gear. Yeah, I not, mean, not I mean, for Haas, it isn't probably. So he probably hasn't yeah. updated yet. I haven't. <laughs> um, and the truth of the matter is, what I have is very minimal because um, they haven't been. <laughs> you don't want to be out in a while. <laughs> so it's 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 a moot point. Um, or as Joey Tripiani would say, it's a moot point. So, um, yeah, it's, it's the, the thing is, is it, this change needed to happen a long time ago. It should have happened a long time ago. Um, it's sad the circumstances in which it is now being changed because uh, ownership needed to pivot on some bad acting that happened with them. I don't know if you guys are aware, but um, they had a bunch of all uh, sexual complaints come forward. Uh, the NFL investigated, find them a record $10 million uh, for their for their bad behavior. Um, and now, of course, there's a bunch of civil um, lawsuits that have been filed. So they did this to try and pivot um, the news and the PR. What do they think? They're John Gruden? I mean, come on. Incidentally, you know, incidentally, John Gruden's stuff came out because of that lawsuit. Right. Yeah. Because he and the former GM of the, the Washington football team are really good buddies. And their, their emails, they were emailing the shit back and forth. And that's how it came out. Really? That's <laughs> what uh-huh. I did not know that. 
Yeah. Well, and, and I think though, to, to Grinch and, and Thor's point though, right? I mean, there, there are certain things that, that clearly make sense, right? Yes, the Washington Redskins, that name needs to change. You know, that is a derogatory term. The Cleveland Indians, you know, they've been up in arms about them changing, you know, the name and logo. But is Indians, and, and somebody correct me if I'm wrong, right? I mean, is Indians is not a derogatory term as far as I would think, but maybe the I'm Braves. Wrong. I mean, they the talk Braves. about the Braves, they talk about the Chiefs. The yeah. Kansas City Lakers. Yeah. I mean, at what point does it become too much? Well, you know, we're just yeah, trying to, I, for, for lack of a better word, whitewash history, right? And, and just almost erase. I know it was a it was a horrible phrase, but um, but it's just not one erase, you created. Uh, yeah. Erase, you know, any reference to anything. I mean, shit happened, right? You know? Yeah. And, and like I said, I, I mean, in some cases, like I can compartmentalize those issues to say, like I said before, I, I can't really speak for it. I'm not Native American. It's not for me to say if it's offensive or not. And well, that's never stopped. Just saying before. it. Yeah. I, but, you know, if you're trying to understand the issue, <laughs> yeah. I mean, just saying, well, we've been that for how many years? Okay. Well, it still doesn't, doesn't make it right. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> sure. there's always opportunity to correct if it is offensive. And, so, yeah, I mean, like in that vein, I kind of understand. Um, and, and I realize this is probably more politically correctness than censorship, but they're kind of related at times. You know, you hear certain things like instead of a manhole cover, it's a personhole cover, you know, or, or things like that. And like to me, get over I, yourself. at some I, point. <laughs> I, I don't know, because I've never stopped and thought I'm like, it's a cover, you know, like I guess traditionally a man did that work and went down I, right. I assume it's that simple of a reason it's named that you know not because only a male can go down and just like stuff like that i scratch my head on because i'm just like oh, yeah, are right, we really now. are we really you burning energy waitress and waiter in lua you know they they Wait got staff. rid of that and then what well, they called them servers servers mm-hmm. you know but it was waitress and what is that derogatory in some way i mean it is a female dominated industry in terms of wait staff. Um, we've all seen reservoir dogs. It's the one industry uh, a single mom can go and make money unless you're, <laughs> unless you're Quentin Tarantino and then you don't wait, tip. hold on. No, oh, no, no it's Steve Buscemi. Or... Steve Buscemi doesn't tip. Go ahead. Sorry. But... Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. 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 I, I caught the reference for reservoir dogs. Yes, there. Um, um, yeah. Uh, flight attendant versus like, Stewardess. stewardess stewardess yep that's the other one i don't know and, I, and, I, and in some cases it, a but, but generic the, yeah, name I mean, to me, for the position the i'm totally fine with that like right. yeah you know because yeah i mean it over the years it's become far more popular you see numerous you know male flight attendants so i, I mean yeah i don't think of that like yeah there's a history to yeah okay the pilots were typically male and the stewardesses were typically female but like that's the stuff I don't mind moving past because it's like yeah it's dated like it just doesn't reflect rea- reality you know it, well, I mean or firemen policemen <laughs> historically but again, it's to me I'm like and, and sorry I'll let you get back to that it's just a name right why why as a society are we so focused on we've got to make sure that we're not calling them policemen and we're just calling them police people or fire people or firefighters we got some bigger we got some bigger issues to deal with than that right and that, those are, to me uh, i'm sorry 
you interrupted Haas. Now I've interrupted you, and we're all over the map. So and now go we're going to let Haas go. Haas, go ahead. <laughs> no, I, I was just saying. I mean, it's it's about control of information. It's, it's about controlling narrative and language. It's about control. Um, and I think certain sects of society who have had their history either wiped out or rewritten want to control moving forward their narrative, their history, their culture. And I, I get that, that I get um, how, and I think how this pivots back to what we were talking about is, I mean, that's what censorship is, right? Censorship is the control that leads to information being disseminated the way people in power positions want it to be. Yeah. But thank you, uh, and while I thank understand you for bringing that, us back in there, Haas. Yeah, while I understand <laughs> that again, I didn't, my intention was not to pivot back to comedians, but I'm going to reference Daniel Sloss. And he tells a story about his sister who is crippled and he makes jokes at her expense. And he says, she's my sister. I have a right. Nobody. And of course the people in the audience, when he does it, they respond in kind to the fact that he's now making fun of a cripple. And he's like, she never asked you to be their advocate. And a lot of these people are the same way. They didn't ask for people to be their advocate. They didn't, I imagine, probably didn't say, hey, I want to change from stewardess to flight attendant to write a fucking petition. I don't want it to be waitstaff, waiter, waitress. I want it to be server. Gender neutral. You know, things like that. If, if, a, if a group is not expressly asking for someone to be their advocate, why do we feel the need to step in? I don't think a bull went to somebody and said, look, bullpens, they're kind of fucked up. And I think baseball should change that. Well, I think Mac nailed it. I think Mac nailed it. PETA hasn't been talked about in a hot minute with all the other shit dumpster fire train wrecks going on all over the world. And they figured they needed to get themselves yeah. back out there. Because because yeah. really, what, what brought that about, right? I mean, you know, we've played 182 games already in baseball. Yeah. And now all of a sudden, we're going to, you know, we're in the World Series. Well, the World so Series. I mean, it seems like a we're gonna, you know, We're going to start talking about it. But, but, but on, honestly, baseball reference, this isn't became... the first World Series either. Right, Thor. So, when you when you dropped that in, uh, in the chat in the group chat, I thought it was a parody. I thought it was no. a joke. Mm-hmm. I did the well, same thing I when st- I read it. I still it. think it's a joke, to be honest. Well, it is. It is. But uh, it literally um, to coin not a like reference, the though they're not legit. To coin a reference from baseball, it literally came out of left field, like it was not on the radar, and then suddenly, boom, right. they dropped no, it. Yeah. It was like, hey, right? Um, yeah, yeah. You you talk about things like the tomahawk chop. You know that that's been discussed. It's been a minute, but previously when the Braves were relevant, you know, they've had those discussions about, you know, potentially getting rid of that. So, so to have those discussions again, that's nothing new, but yeah. This, They're not this, the only ones, this, right? Like Florida State does it. I we think. don't talk about them. Does, does Kansas City um, also do a chop? I don't believe they. I, 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 I've maybe never I, seen one. I know yeah. they have people who dress like Native Americans at their games. Right. Well, so do the Cleveland Indians. M- much yeah. like the Washington football team and the Cleveland Indians, yeah. Um, and I appreciate, obviously, with me putting that out there, Grinch, you because it wasn't something I initially thought about was sports in the sense. And I, I don't even know if it's called censorship, but in terms of wanting to change things for the betterment of a particular group and so forth. And again, for those things that we discussed in part one, I think there is a certain level of censorship that I'm OK with. But it's when we get into that, I don't like it. And so it needs to change. Like, that's when it's a problem. And it's not necessarily somebody in that group. It's somebody else that says, oh, I don't like that. Like Again, like you're advocating for a group. Like you have a right to advocate for a group. Let them advocate. They have a voice. They can say, hey, we don't like that shit. And if they do, then that conversation needs to start. And I think then it absolutely becomes relevant. If Native Americans, if Haas's wife says, then that should be listened to because she's a Native American. So. Yeah. And, and, and 
you know, and this is in some ways does get us back to kind of where Dave Chappelle was coming from of some of the different issues and those that take over vocalizing what the group wants. Right. You know, and he's like, you know, who put you in charge of this movement kind of thing? Um, is it what know, the group wants or is it what you want? <clears throat> right. Right. You know, the other um, <laughs> the other two quick bits of uh, comedy that I was thinking of was um there was another comedian and he said, yeah, I was talking to this, uh, I was talking to the police and she was a woman and he's like, you mean you're talking to the police? <laughs> you know, like <laughs> she is, she, she works for the police just like her male counterparts do. Right. They are the police. Right. <laughs> you know, like there's no need to say she was a woman afterward, you know, right. like what did that achieve really? Um, but then the other thing I was thinking about was uh, in clerks to um when what's his nuts is like um he says porch monkey and the other guy i don't remember the character's name is like dude jay and silent bob yeah uh well it's the two guys guys. okay yeah yeah and he's like what are you doing he's like that's racist as shit he's like no 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 i'm taking it back I'm taking it back. I'm going to get it back to where it's not offensive. Right. And then there's that scene with Wanda Sykes. She's like, what did you say? <laughs> I mean, it's a great scene. It's obviously comedy, but you know, the idea of like a phrase takes on a connotation. Hey, who says, and therefore it's it just can like never words, be uttered right? again, which don't get me wrong. I have no need to ever utter that phrase. I don't know why I would, but we were, you know, when you said your, your drink was the jungle bird, it, I instantly thought of that, that scene. Er, yeah. You know, it's like, in, in, in the same instance, it's like just because I use the phrase doesn't mean I'm using, having implying those same connotations, right? Well, you know, words I are mean, still words and need to be taken at face value. They aren't all inherently bad just because somebody used them in a bad way. Well, right? not only that, but but you know, who who decided that fuck and shit and cock were a bad word, right? I mean, at some point. I was trying to see how many I could string along there before I broke some <laughs> before Thor said, Whoa, easy there. Um, but yeah, I mean, going. at some point, as long as you don't say somebody determined <laughs> that those were, you know, considered, you know, bad words and that Offensive. you couldn't use them in, in, in like a public setting, supposedly. Why? They're just words, just like any other word. Well, I so, love yeah, that wor- words can hurt. Only words if you get hit cut. in the face. Are, you, are you asking or are you telling? No, <laughs> this is like a question. <laughs> well, but I think, I mean, to Mac, your point. In kind of where I was going with it, it's how the words are used. I mean, right, it's the connotation behind context. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, in our house, in the law, we say, "What's the intent?" Yeah, I mean, because it's you know, my wife and I were fucking last night. That's a good word. You're a fuck face. That's a bad connotation, right? Unless we say it to each other, and then we know it's said with love. (laughs) Depends on who you're talking to. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, it's it's (laughs) to your point, Grinch. It's all in how you use the word. Well, and, and it, you know, and in many cases, it's like, well, why is it bad? Well, because I was told it was. Uh, I mean, if you're around well, that's someone a good reason. that doesn't care, then yeah. it's not bad, you right. know, in the sense of like, yeah, I think there's something to be said for like a basic civility and discourse operating out in society. Like, I don't need to be dropping F-bombs. And it always kills me when I'm around parents that speak like super foul, because I know that's what's carrying over to the child. Oops, but at the same time, it's like the word itself isn't horrible. It's, it's the also, intent and the usage of it, like the, the intent of the use. It's also different. I mean, almost different regions even, right? I mean, I, I, you know, the company I used to work for, we had a large presence. Actually, headquarters was based out of New Jersey. So it was nothing to get on a call and have the F-bomb dropped on a, you know, on a 
work call. And they just didn't think twice about it. Um, and, and funny enough, we brought a couple of those people into a, the company I work for now, which is based out of the South. And they're like, so I can't use the F word. And I'm like, I probably wouldn't just because it's not, you know, it, it's not accepted as much down here. Right. As, as opposed to say, like, if you're up in New Jersey, New York, right. I mean, they'll drop the F bomb. Not and, just and there. Just, yeah. They, they drop it over here. Like it's nothing. I mean, they use it. They use it so casually and we've had conversations with them and, and it's because English isn't their first language. So they think it's something it's, it's an idea they have that Americans just all walk around saying, well, fuck the fucking fuckers. You know, why don't you play hide and go fuck yourself? And they, everyone laughs and they, they think it's part of it's such a deep part of our culture that they just casually use it in the workplace. And I'm not talking like low level. I'm talking like high executive people will throw out the word fuck left and right. And it's no big deal. Like nobody bats an eye. Well, oh, you'd be fired. You'd be rid up and fired in the U.S. if you try that shit. Oh, yeah, and yeah. it's interesting. I mean, you know, we talk about Mrs. It's interesting that you all mentioned words because I think one of the things I thought about all week and and Mac, you sent this out last week, and that was your commentary about music, and you sent out a very specific album referencing that. And I think I thought, well, we'll probably cover music. One of the things I didn't want to get lost was book censorship, book banning, book challenging, because I think that's absolutely relevant. And since you all are mentioning right. language, uh, I went out to the American Library Association and the, the ALA's Office for Intellectual Freedom tracks every challenge to a book by either a library, a school, university, whatever. And they keep records of all the books that are challenged, banned, whatever. And so I was looking at 2020 because that's the most recent year, obviously, that they have the, the records. Um, and it says there were a, they tracked 156 challenges uh, and of 273 books that were initially targeted, the top 10, and then they list what those top 10 were. And they do it, if you go out to their site every year, you can go back and look at what the top 10 most challenged books for each year was. In 2015, the Bible was one of the top 10 most challenged books which I don't really care about one way or the other. And that's neither here nor there, but it's interesting when you go down the list and you look at what's on the list, like to kill a mockingbird of mice and men, you know, and it's like, um, it, 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 it's and to clarify, this means to, to not be available in public libraries, public libraries, schools, schools. university material. Okay. Uh, and so at some point, either a teacher or somebody either tried to assign it and something. So like, if you go to of mice and men, the reason it was, banned or challenged was for racial slurs, racist stereotypes, and their negative effect on students to kill but a mockingbird. things that were relevant at the time that book was written right. and accept. So again, now you're going to go back and try and kind of say, well, we're just going to pretend like that didn't happen. Right. In 2019. Uh, I don't think that's a good thing. In 2019, the entire Harry Potter series, the reason banned and forbidden from discussion for referring to magic and witchcraft, for containing actual curses and spells, and for characters that use nefarious means to attain goals. Um, look, look, I'm okay with that. Wait, 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 hold on. Could, couldn't, <laughs> let me ask you a question. Couldn't we take that exact excerpt and blurp and put that for the Bible? Of course. Let me, let me, oh. You, you uh, can put it for anything, right? And I mean, what you, I thought was interesting. Any reason you but, but want to. But the irony of that is, is the, the, the people who want the Harry Potter series out are super religious Judeo Christians. Yeah, you're not going you're, right. you're to. Would be my guess. Yeah. I don't know, but that would be my guess is that's how, who. How many on this show watch John Oliver? Yeah. Last yep. week, tonight, right? Um, and I don't know if you guys remember this in 2018 or 2019, he did a show and it was called, he talked about a book called The Life of Marlon Bundo. 
and you could actually order it on Amazon. Well, A Day in the Life of Marlon Bundo was a satirical look at the real life pet rabbit of Mike Pence. And they framed the rabbit as being gay and having a relationship with another gay rabbit. <laughs> and so John Oliver, of course, took and ran with this. Well, when I researched and found out the writer of that book was a writer for the last week tonight for John Oliver's show. And so that's why he was pushing it. The reason it was banned or challenged was for including LGBTQIA plus content and for the political and religious viewpoints. And that was in 2018. I'm like, and it was framed as a kid's book, but trying to showcase alternative lifestyles through the eyes of a rabbit. And it's like, what? Right. But, but you know, <laughs> we, we've talked about it, right? You can't start trying to brainwash the kids at that early age. We can't have it. That's exactly where I was going or was going to go with that Mac is, and you talked about it in the other podcast, which was we're, we're, we're trying to eliminate everything that causes or evokes critical thought or a challenge mm -hmm. to what somebody deems is the quote unquote right way to live. And I mean, let's just use to kill a mockingbird because it has a word in it, you're just going to strike the book as opposed to using it as an opportunity to discuss what that era was like. Right. And why, you know, like, yeah. So you just flat out just don't even want to discuss it and pretend like it never happened. And it's like, I mean, to me, this kind of also kind of gets back to that discussion of like critical race theory and then understanding how we've, how we've evolved as a society. It's just acknowledging what happened. I mean, we can't, <laughs> We, we can try and mask the fact that racism was present, you know, through much of our history, but that doesn't make it not true. <laughs> it, right. Yeah. It if was. You, you know? If you ignore the Holocaust, it doesn't go away. It still yeah. happened. Right. You know, so but you, you know, have it's to remember actually these things. illegal in Germany to denounce the Holocaust illegal. They are well, not they, legally they've allowed. They've gone to so far to the other side of the spectrum. Right. Because, you know, they should. Well, <laughs> um, yeah, and, and not to go too far down Germany, you know, the rabbit hole with Germany. But I mean, I think they recognized how dangerous of a movement that was. Yeah, never know, wanting to, to repeat it to to allow something to settle in to go. We're just going to pretend like it never happened. I mean, that's that's a that's a that's a scary road, right? To be like, well, we'll just that, pretend that's it a didn't Pandora's happen. box nobody ever wants to see opened. Yeah. I, I, I think it was interesting when I was going through this list of books that have been banned and just for the reasonings, like all American boys by Jason Reynolds and Brendan Keeley reasons banned and challenged for profanity, drug use, and alcoholism. And because it was thought to promote anti-police views contain divisive topics and to be too much of a sensitive matter right now because of everything that was going on in 2020 and because of the oh. anti-police views. So it's like the reasons that they will try to justify to ban shit. It's like, well, but the thing is, is, if something can incite a negative or harmful thing, isn't that worth consideration? I mean, do we, or are we at a place where we feel like, yeah, we should, we should be incited. We should be outraged. We should be, you know, and so we should just, that should be our leading torch to carry forward. Well, I, the thought I've had uh, related to that Haas is um, it kind of reminds me of like the purge. It's like if you, you know, their concept was they allowed a, a release of all these bad things, right? I know it's oversimplification and whatever, but uh, I, I also worry a little bit about if you can't have those discussions in normal times, then you kind of keep letting that pressure build up. If it doesn't have an outlet, which may come in the form of just a discussion to seek better understanding 
Um, I mean, yeah, if it outright promotes like the overthrow of the government and so forth, things like that, uh, which I know there's probably plenty of books out there, you know, um, you know, that's a slightly different story. I think at least in terms of a discussion, I don't, I don't know. I think that's more you're using material to determine what the person's intent is versus the intent itself or the material itself just needing to be banned. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that's the only thing I worry about. If you just say like where that line is and go, if it crosses this, then therefore it's bad and we can't discuss it. Yeah. Well, and uh, the, the age old of age old question of who determines what that line is. Well, and every, every group, every group has their own different, well, different definition of what that line is going to be. The, 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 the company out in California, the, the board that's uh, overseeing the ratings of movies, you know, and what, and how politicized that is. I mean, I think there was, um, the there was a documentary on that, not, not, not that long ago. And I think it was on Netflix um, or one of the streaming services. And it, you know, it's one of those where it's, it's political, you know, and a lot of it is, is the people making those decisions are white people of privilege who are Christians who want those values um, carried forward, their values carried forward in the content that's, that's allowed. Like, I mean, and you know, there's the a lot of things. And centipede was made. I still yeah. don't get it. <laughs> uh, I did find a book for you, Haas, in 2009. One of the top 10 books that they did try to ban was called The Earth, My Butt, and Other Big Round Things by Carolyn Mackler. <laughs> Which and, I don't understand why that's a problem. I, mean, I don't either. Those are all phenomenal you, things. If you go back and look at that, I think uh, I think Grinch actually started that movement before he was enlightened and kind of opened up. Um, he, he may have started the movement to ban that's that book true. originally. That's true. Uh, that's true. But he's coming around. I was See, very anti-butt. Now I'm very but that's, the, <laughs> that's the whole point, right? You know, you can change. And that's evolve. right. Why, and why through, shouldn't you be? It's, your large, it's the largest muscle group in the body. Right. Right. It's key to so many functions that you need on a day in and day out basis. I mean, never mind the level the of butt. enjoyment that you can embrace get. the butt. Don't, don't be so anti Are you going yeah. to digest and expel your Shanta? Exactly. <laughs> Uh, I think well, that, obviously, that would hurt. I don't like that one. You don't, don't like know. that one. <laughs> um, I think the one, the one for me, obviously, that stands out may or may not for you when it comes to books was to ban or challenge Fahrenheit 451, Ray Bradbury's book about banning and burning books. Um, and that one, of course, was a number of school districts and so forth tried to ban that book because they didn't like the way firemen were portrayed because they would burn the books and they didn't like the offensive language. And felt it was unsuited for young adults. Uh, the one thing I did see in researching that was in Irvine, California, the parents, uh, they were handing out books. Teachers were allowing the books to be used, but all they had redacted all of the offensive language. And the parents came forth and said, no, you, you do the original book or you don't do it at all. And so I, I was like, hey, kudos to you guys for saying, look, if you're going to do it, you have to do the original book in the way it was intended, even if that language is in there. So I was like, hey, you know, that works. Sometimes it does work in into the advantage of the book where a, a set of parents will go, you know what, we're progressive enough to go, look, this book is worth reviewing, but it needs to be reviewed the way it was intended. I mean, do we, okay. So we're talking about books and music and television shows and movies, but, but when I, when I was thinking about this week, one of the things I thought about was what about government censorship? I mean, the There's government's been censoring for, you know, what almost, I mean, I know in the mid to late, 1800s all the way up to the end of uh i guess it was the mid 1990s right 
And of course, we know they still censor with like stuff. They, they, I mean, they, when they release information, you know, if they release it, uh, it'll be redacted. I mean, sure, you can do a freedom of information request, but there's certain things that can be denied legally under that request that you can't get. And then, you know, there's time frames for that they'll release stuff and they'll only release so much for so many years. And even that can still be redacted. I guess ultimately I'm asking, are there instances where censorship is appropriate and or maybe even necessary or called for? Um, again, like I stated, yes. If it is something that, again, specific age group or a specific group, something that if, it, if it's in the best interest, in my opinion, of that specific group. But I think that group needs to be involved in terms of advocating for themselves going, you know, yes or no. It shouldn't be somebody else necessarily making the decision for them. It's well, interesting. Sorry, go ahead. But, but I think I think maybe what Haas was asking, right, is, is there a time and place for censorship, like in the government when they're releasing documentation? You know, I mean, clearly, if we have undercover agents in other countries, and you, re, you know, you release a report, you don't want their names in it. So you're going to censor those out, right? Um, so, you know, maybe, maybe there is a time and place for censorship. And, 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 and you know, that could be completely called something different. Maybe it's not even censorship. Yeah, just, yeah. Well, because I feel like Grinch, you were getting ready to jump in there. So go ahead. No, I, I, I know I missed Haas's lead into the comment. But I mean, in terms of, again, this is like, if you're protecting national interests, um, you know, there, there's all sorts of different classification levels. And through that, forms get redacted so that they drop to, you know, a, a acceptable level to be released or, or to a point where if you've got a clearance, you can access that. Well, look, if um, we're, yeah, if which we're... I, I, I see as a different thing. Um, I don't see that as censorship uh, in the sense no. that you're protecting the nation and it typically... Yeah, it... Yeah, you're right. Like, let's say there is an agent or something, or there's a national security issue, then yes, it's going to be redacted. And it's I more mean, information protection, I think, than, than censorship. And maybe that's a fine line with, between how you call it that. But, but to, to answer, me, your, uh, hold on. To answer your question, Haas, okay. I want to go back to yep. episode 42 from season one. And it was called The Ugly Truth About Leadership and the Lies They Tell. And in that episode, we discussed, should the government withhold information from the population? And I was the only one of the group of four that said, no, I think you have to be able to look at your constituency and go, we trust you enough. Now, if it is a matter of Mac, if you're saying, or, or Grinch is echoing, redacting information to protect certain people, I get that. But by and large, I don't think the government should censor. I think you have enough faith in your constituency to say, these are the facts and you let them operate with the facts at hand, because if you it's start censoring there sometimes, but if you start <laughs> censoring, it, it's like when your kid so, lies, where's the fine line? Yeah. But it's like when your kid lies to you and they think, well, you know, I, I, it's beneficial if I don't tell you the whole truth. No, because now I've reacted based on a lie. I haven't reacted based on a whole truth. What? And then they always go, but let see, me, look how you reacted. Yeah. Cause you weren't fucking let me, honest. Let me rephrase it then or reframe okay. the question because we, we have hashed this out and I guess, so the 1873 Comstock Act and the 1996 um, Communications Decency Act, both were in line by the government to prevent people from conveying lewd, obscene, uh, lavicious, immoral, or indecent materials. So in other words, basically pornography, 
or pornography adjacent materials, um, as I understand it to be true. So I guess in that instance, I mean, do we feel like that should be a thing? Because you can walk down like when we lived in Vegas, one of the problems you have is you can walk down the strip, especially at night, and there will be guys standing on every corner handing out these pamphlets of naked women trying to get you in somewhere. Now, I don't know why, and I'm not judging, I don't know why you would take your kids to Vegas because I don't know what value there is in that. Um, but you clearly have not seen uh, Celine Dion. No, I haven't. So, and you know, we'll you keep, get, we'll keep it that way. That. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. No, no, I'm good. Thank you. But um, don't you. Don't you have dicks on door handles right there in Austria? Yeah, but Europe's different. Yeah, uh, but I get that. Europe's I'm embraced just, this. And that's course. kind of what I'm getting when Haas is out on a Friday night. Mm-hmm. Well, sure. Well, and that's kind of where I was heading with this is, you know, the rest of the world seems to be okay with not censoring people, ex- unless you're China or Russia. Well, yeah, like like when I was in uh, Mexico, you know, the tequila shop, we went out, you know, signed right out front and said, you know, hey, fuckers, we got the best fucking tequila. Um, put that out somewhere here and see how far that gets you. Right. And yeah. they, they actually said that they they stopped posting on Instagram a lot of their signs because Instagram kept censoring their signs out and, and, and finally removed them from the platform because of their signs. Right. I don't know. I, I think government getting into censorship, I mean, obviously we can discuss Amendment 1 and that they won't. There's a freedom of speech thing. But obviously, if it is from a protective standpoint, if you're protecting particular interests, particular people, I understand that. But by and large, I think censorship from a government standpoint is that's a dangerous game to start playing. And I oh, don't dude. think they're not in a, they're not there to censor those things. That's the constitutional aspect of Amendment 1 is to prevent that. Now, if what you're talking about is they're not shutting me down, they're just censoring what they're conveying to me, that's different. And clearly they think they're advocating on my best interest by going, well, you know, Fat Thor doesn't need to know these things. It doesn't change his life. It doesn't change the parameters of his daily existence, him knowing or not knowing. So it's in his best interest just not to know. I'm sure that occurs. I'm sure that occurs, and I have no idea on a daily basis what's going on. to make that decision? What's that? How is it their place to make that decision to determine what may and or may not affect your daily life? Well, technically, I would say it's not. It's the same reason when you go back to the first part of this episode when you said it shouldn't be somebody else advocating for my child's best interest. I'm a parent. Let me do that. Let me decide what they should and should not see, read, hear, because that's what you said. And I think I agree with that. Let me decide. That's what I'm here for. You put it out there. It's it's like watching Dave Chappelle. You don't like it? Don't watch it. Whatever it is, you don't like this music? Don't li- don't listen to it. Don't buy it. Well, I mean, I think the only for me the only caveat to that would be unless there's like a clear and present danger of like you know driving people to like you know hog or raid or you know um, yeah. you know like, yeah the, you know the, the, making the crazies go even crazier, which is not hard to do these yeah. days. Yeah, I, and I will say, I. I don't know, but we've never really had it this way. So I don't know how society would like organically or naturally create the environment of, because yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty open-minded guy, but I still like, I don't want to open up Google and it's just garbage from top to bottom, left and right and filth. Right. You know, like I want my default to start at a very basic page with what I would consider normal information. Right. Um, so I think 
you know, in some cases, this is maybe where I've got a little hypocrisy in me is where I, I'm okay with creating an environment where some of that stuff's compartmentalized because it's not for everyone. And no, I wouldn't want to be driving down the road with my kids and have to explain all kinds of crap that's, that, that's coming to them when I like, I'm just not prepared for it or it's not the right environment, but yet here it is. It doesn't mean as a parent, you can't figure out how to be nimble and explain, but at the same time, because we've talked about this, like you overprotect, there's a danger there because you won't discuss anything. You're afraid of them ever getting exposed to it. All the humanity. Right. But at the same time, I don't want to strip her right here on the corner of my neighborhood either. (laughs) So like, I want to say society might just naturally go, no. Yeah. Right. (laughs) But, um, but I don't know. I'm, I'm with you, Haas. Like at the end of the day, somebody else is making the decision and kind of coming back to like government writ large, what we talked about, which is that's supposed to be why we have an elected government because they, they broadly represent what we want them to be doing there. And then therefore the laws that follow are in alignment. I mean, there's a whole bunch of shit to unpack there of gerrymandering and everything else that, that has manipulated that, but that's supposed to be the idea, right? Is I'm okay with who got elected and they're in general terms going to create ordinances or whatever that prevent certain things being built or certain signs going up. And I'm, I'm broadly okay with it. I think we're kind of in the margins of some of the extremes is what we're referring to of like, who gets to make that call. Right. Um, Look, we've hammered on movies. We've hammered on comedians. We've hammered on film now books mac again i know you sent out the the album cover and so i definitely want to talk about music the parental the parental guidance sticker they started slapping on music in the 80s um and you referenced a very particular album so i'd like you to go ahead and talk about that because i don't want to well, i don't want to miss think, this opportunity you know i, I mean that, that clearly isn't the first so so the album obviously i sent out was uh the you know, the the two live crew album great album. um as nasty as they want to be Right. And, and clearly that was not the first album. You know, if you go back and look, there's been a ton of other songs that have been censored along the years um, for, di- you know, different reasons. But, you know, I, I guess for us, that was the first kind of foray into, you know, the government kind of trying to shut down and censor a specific, you know, I mean, they're artists, right? And let's call them what they are. They're, they're musical artists. They created music that spoke to them and the people that you know were listening to their music at the time. Um, and the government came back and said, man, you know what? That's, that's not really what we're into. So we're going to say that you can't sell that. And, you know, I think that was probably one of the first albums where, you know, they had actually, you know, they made two different copies of it. Right. Um, there, there's a, a clean, what they would call a clean version. And then there's the one that was labeled as explicit, um, where you had to be, you know, I think what 18 years old or older to buy. Yeah. And, And let's be honest. If you go back and listen to the clean version of As Nasty as They Want to Be by the Two Live Crew, the the album probably just makes no sense whatsoever, right? right? Because, you know, and again, it's, you know, to me, I look at it, you know, it's just like, you know, probably rap, you know, West Coast rap from the 90s, right? You know, I didn't grow up in that environment, but that music spoke to the people that did. So that's why, you know, it got made. You know, and, and you can say that about any art form, right? It's going to speak to specific people and, and to everybody, it's going to speak to them differently. 
Um, uh, you know, some people good and bad, but it's art. And, you know, at the end of the day, you know, you don't want to listen to it. You don't want to see it. Close your eyes and, you know, turn it off the radio. Well, right? Yeah, man. You know, a couple couple thoughts on that, because it's funny. I thought of that same album, our last podcast. And I'll tell you a funny story, which was we were at a store. I grabbed that cassette tape and and put it in with the other stuff my mother was buying and the clerk just looks at me and he looks at her like is she gonna let this happen she had no clue no clue it had no clue <laughs> yeah and bought it Look. <laughs> you know? it, it said the tools are only as good as you're right you know i mean i'm okay oh, yeah, with yeah, like yeah. i can like like a warning in the sense of it's information you know like i'm i'm sort of okay with that because well, as a parent if i'm not in it helps you make some those of this decisions. shit like i just don't know Right. right. But I'm also uh, but I'm also with you, Mac, on that, uh, you know, music in particular is a, is a really interesting reflection of culture. Mm-hmm. And I think about uh, in particular um, uh, freaking Ice T and Body Count, their yeah, most yeah. recent album. Well, they had the, the song. song. The, well, they, he had that song because right. he was they were so angry at the time. Right. Yep. And then he has a song on the newest album called Black Hoodie where he talks about a guy getting shot just because he was wearing a hoodie. Black hoodie. And he says in the lead in, he's like, I've been talking about this shit for years. Like he was trying through music to say something, but like you said, Mac, if you just like wall it off and don't listen at all, you, you're missing all those insights of how angry, you know, just that community was. Yeah. But, in, and you go back and look at, you know, and again, right. I mean, I did, I don't live this lifestyle. Um, I haven't, you know, so for me to speak on, it's probably a little bit, you know, kind of whatever, but, you know, you look at, you know, NWA coming out in the late eighties, early nineties, you know, they had to hit, you know, fuck the police, you know, and and a lot of their other hits, you know, they were trying to shed light on the police brutality that was happening at that time in Los Angeles. Right. Injustices in their neighborhood. and, and, And specifically probably Compton, Long Beach, you know, predominantly lower income, you know, type areas. And, you know, if you didn't live in those areas, you know, most of America didn't give a shit. And well, now you fast forward to, you know, 2000 and, you know, now it's coming to the streets of, you know, St. Louis and, you know, Tennessee and, you know, middle America. And now we're looking at it like, oh, shit. So this is what they were talking about. Maybe right. we could have it, fixed it, this it, a long time ago. Yeah. And if I could use that real quick, Mac. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and again, I want to give credit to Dan Cummings for this. His the reason he explored this was because he was setting the context for why LA was the way it was. And Oh, by the way, at one point they estimated there were four serial killers operating in the same time in LA because so much of of the black community was moving to California under the belief that it wasn't as racist as the rest of the country. However, LA had what they call red line laws that would prevent loans and other things and, and would it, it would prohibit any of the African-American community, black community from moving into other regions, which is why South Central became the way it did. And they did all sorts of shit like run highways straight through their neighborhoods and shut down businesses and shut down clubs. And they created like they created what followed out of that, all that anger and animosity, like those freaking puritanical bullshit laws created that shit. But yet it was used to vilify an entire community of like, they're just gangsters. They're, you know, like nobody intelligent comes out of there. Like they're just this, that, and the other, and they shoot each other. Well, you created the environment that 
that put made them that, that led way. to that, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, not and only that, that but, you're, but you're now lumping, you know, you know, an entire community into one blanket statement. And, and you know, we, we all know that's not true, right? I mean, you know, that's why, you know, it drives me nuts when, you know, people throw around, you know, oh, white privilege, you're, you're a white male, you're, you've got white privilege. You know, let's be honest. I mean, I haven't had a bad, but, you know, I'm not a fucking Jeff Bezos, right? You know, I mean, I don't, you know, there's white privilege that you talk of, you know, I, I don't necessarily know that I've seen it, right? And, and maybe I'm getting on a touchy subject there, right? You know. No, but, and maybe you haven't seen it because you're living the white privilege. And maybe that's it, right? Maybe, yeah, maybe I can't see past it. I don't know. I want to point out something, though, to jump back to the two live crew situation. It's important, too, to note that it's not just the censorship of their music to the band and the message they're trying to convey as artists uh, and their plight or whatever. Um, I mean, there were instances where uh, a record clerk was arrested um, and jailed, I believe, but definitely arrested. I want to say in Florida uh, for selling copy of an album to a 14 year old boy. And then there was another instance and I actually did a God back when I was studying law, I did a, an actual uh, a paper on this, uh, a memorandum of law. Um, there was a venue, I want to say in Missouri, a concert venue either in Missouri or Mississippi, maybe, where um, the promoters and the booking agents for this venue were arrested, convicted, and served and had to serve six months in jail for booking two life crew. So it's not just you know, it goes much, much further when we censor and we start to set up precedents like this, it goes much further than just maybe what people intended. And now you're disrupting and, and, and causing other problems in other people's lives that were unintended consequences. Right. Collateral damage. Hmm? Look, I mean, yeah. yeah. And it was one of the reasons, like when that album came out, it was like, oh, I wanted that album because of all of the shit that surrounded the album with the parental advisory and the explicit oh. lyrics. And it's like, hell yeah, I can tell you another album I wanted. And the only reason I wanted the album was Lords of Acid's Lust because I sit on acid, that opening lyric, darling, come here and fuck me up the, and then it stops. Like, you know where they're going with that lyric. And I was like, and then of course it goes on to say, you know, sit on your face. I want to sit on your face. And I'm like, and it was Boss techno was ahead of his time, but uh-huh. I was like, I want that fucking album. And it had songs like rough sex, the wet dream and things like that. And I was like, hell yeah, I definitely want yeah. that song that, you know, that album. And it was like, but because it was forbidden and Haas, I think you said that last in the, in the first part of this uh, part, one of this episode was like, when you tell people they can't have some, they definitely want to go look for it. Mm-hmm. I, well, you know, it's funny. Me- I, I, I just say I've, I've seen Lords of acid live <laughs> and the very first concert that I went to with body count. That that was the infamous they filled oh, in wow. for helmet, yeah, <laughs> yes. mighty count ministry. Um, you know, I'll, I'll just say real quick, Mac, and then turn it back over to you. Um, you know, the funny thing is, we're discussing all the stuff that kind of got into the pipeline and then was censored. Who knows how much shit never got missed, even got and it made it, it. I mean, the internet has allowed access to a lot more now because you didn't have to go through the handful of producers that would decide what went on TV, what made it on the radio, because they flat out wouldn't let that shit get there. Well, I mean, it, you look, it was, so it was kill, it? they'd kill it in the cradle, basically, you know, to use a, it's like Bo, Bo Durham, right? Bo, is it Bo Durham or Bo Durham? I mean, he got his start as a YouTuber before he became a stand-up comedian. 
And, and it kind of rolls back to what we were talking about last week. What's the point of even having censorship anymore? I mean, the internet gives you everything you need or want. I mean, how, how do people even really censor shit anymore? Right. I agree. And of course, obviously with music, I mean, we can discuss the fact that, you know, music started in the eighties, uh, parental music resource center, the PMRC, which was headed by a number of predominant women in Washington. Uh, one of those being Tipper Gore. Um, thanks Al Gore's wife for that. Um, and they sat on a board, which said, Hey, this thing, these things were offensive and kids didn't need to be exposed to them. And so they are the ones that came up with the parental advisory label and, just trying to decide what was and wasn't appropriate and what needed to have a label on it when it was sold. But as you're saying now, Haas, if you go out now with the way you can acquire music and you mentioned it, Mac, when you said the explicit version and clean, like if you go out to Spotify, they label that stuff. Now there's the explicit version. Here's the clean version or anything not labeled explicit is by default clean. So, and it's the same thing with this podcast. We are explicit because of the way we approach it. And so that label goes on everything we do. Anything that I post, I expressly say, this is not content for children. Now, I can't control if a child listens to it because I can't control what the parent gives a child access to or not access to. But I do my due diligence in terms of how I label our material because I want it known, hey, this is not expressly for children. And 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 it is important for the listeners to know. It's important for the listeners to know that none out of none doctors say that if you let your children listen to this, they will be smarter. hundred <laughs> percent. Zero out of zero doctors support that. <laughs> That's right. Chandelier. By the way, yeah, exactly. I, I didn't realize the E on your hat didn't stand for ETSU. It stands for explicit. Explicit. That's why I worry. Explicit right. by nature. I, no, I, I'm with you, Thor. I mean, you know, in this, in, in the thing is, okay, let's say somebody younger ends up listening to this and has questions. I'm not scared to have a conversation like that. I mean, yeah, like I said, I'm still a parent. Like at the end of the day, like, no, I don't want porn showing in front of kids. You know, like, that's not what I'm, that's just not what I'm about, nor do I want that environment. But at the same time, but well, porn. Well, we were taught sex ed and we were taught sex (laughs) ed in school. Do they even do that anymore? Yeah. Do they even teach? I don't think they do. They do. do. Yeah. And that's the thing. But you have to sign a form. And so you can opt out of your child taking that class. Okay. Um, Yeah, where where I was going with that, but at the same time, there's some space there to go. These are potential conversations. And the fact that like, if like we've joked about, you know, like the three monkeys, you just cover your eyes and ears and mouth and pretend like it isn't there. That doesn't make it go away. Right. Well, you know, they're it, still going to get exposed. It's still going to eventually happen. It just won't be through you, or unfortunately. The internet, you know, you meander on the internet and there it is. You know, right. <laughs> like, it's like Haas said about government or any of these groups. They're wanting to control information. I think I read sometime because obviously my kids being older than y'all's kids, um, they said, like, if you haven't had the birds and the bees talk by the time they're eight, you're behind the curve and they're going to learn from somewhere. And I, at the time, I was like, eight? Are you fucking kidding me? Like what kid can conceptualize the birds and the bees that ate, but they were like, look, yeah, because of the internet and their friends and, and maybe they're not exposed, but their friends are getting exposed or their friends are seeking it out. They're going to find out from someone. And if you don't have that talk and preempt it and control the information, they'll learn from somewhere, most likely to their own detriment. And likewise, they'll learn learn misinformation or just, yeah, right out of the gate. You got to tell them the red fat man doesn't exist. Right. I agree. I agree. 
Don't um, let somebody else shatter their dreams. You, you shatter your dreams. That's why you're a parent. You've earned <laughs> that right. right. I mean, <laughs> that's one of the badges of honor as a parent, isn't it? Shattered I can't dreams believe and- you believe in that. <laughs> Censorship can be a touchy subject, obviously, because we find it in all facets from music to movies, you know, film and TV, comedians. We all enjoy comedians. They're up against that wall. Podcasts, obviously, up against that wall. Books sports teams have to deal with this. And uh, again, I thought it was relevant mainly, and I mentioned this in episode one, mainly because we are now in that arena of having to deal potentially with those issues, what we say, who this gets in front of, who listens to it. I mean, you know, you get a nasty email and go, Hey, my kid found your podcast. Okay. Well, that's, that's not my responsibility. Like I said, I do my due diligence to make sure that our material is listed as explicit not for children so yeah we don't we don't manage the architecture by which it's accessible it, right and so it's the material it's, and and again mac in terms of controlling that situation letting you be the advocate for your children there are things in place you can put parental controls on phones you can put parental controls on tvs to avoid when you're not around but let's be honest kids are not fucking stupid a lot of kids are actually intelligent when it comes to technology and smartphones because they're access to those was at such a young age that they have found ways around that issue. And if it's not through their own course, they go to a friend. Oh, your parents don't have controls. Let's go watch something. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, obviously this comes back to us. How do you really control censorship at this point? And can you? And I think the answer ultimately is no, you can't. So like the government, if you're just honest and upfront, Grinch, you said it. I want to be able to tell them. I want to be able to elaborate on those issues so they're not getting misinformation. They're not getting wrong information. That needs to be really how it's dealt with at this point. I don't think it should be a matter of censoring. And it definitely shouldn't be censorship because I don't like it. I don't agree with it. It's religious in this way or that. It's whatever. Um, I think, you know, it's bullpens. Oh, bulls. Yeah. They're, they're so misunderstood. It's terrible. Fucking um, barn, barn. You know, I, Thor, I'll throw in you know, a quote from General Milley when he was testifying and he got asked about critical race theory, which by the way, I still don't know very much about if I'm being honest, I haven't even really looked into it, but he, he said, you know, I've read Mao Zedong. I've read Karl Marx. That doesn't make me a socialist. Just because I've been exposed to the material, it's just seeking to understand it. It isn't because I'm suddenly going to become that. And if there is a book with sexual material, it doesn't mean you're going to hypersexualize someone just by virtue of reading a book or something like that. Like it's still, there's still a dialogue. There's still a spectrum. That person is still wired a certain way to be how they're going to be. And, and it's just to be scared of exposure and, oh my God, what will happen? is just, I don't know. It's just dumb. Yeah. I mean, you can't be expected to understand somebody if you don't do your research and learn about that person and or, you know, religion or race or any subject, right? Right. I mean, if you go into it and just say, nah, I don't know anything well, about, uh, you know, the Muslim religion, but, but God damn it, it's not right. Well, that's just, you know, that's very closed-minded and hypocritical. I do want to go around the room in terms of as we wrap this up, and we didn't discuss it in episode one, censorship as a whole. Do you agree with it or not agree with it? You know, and I would like to know where everybody stands on it. And, and I know I said from the outset, censorship for very particular reasons, I'm okay with. If you're advocating for a group, they cannot advocate for themselves. But if that group can, let them do it. And if they don't, don't feel like you need to be their advocate. Shut the fuck up and let them do it. 
You know, you don't, you, you don't need to be a hero. That's, they didn't ask you to be, so stop trying to be. So real quick, let's go around the room. Mac, start with you. Censorship, for or against it? Um, I think I'm against it, right? I, I mean, I think maybe to Grinch's point, right, there are certain scenarios where, you know, I don't want to see, you know, and have, like, like you said, I have to explain to your children, you know, what a butt plug is at four years old because, you know, every billboard on the side of the highway is for a butt Not plug at company, four, right? but clearly you should <laughs> well, be going to, to buy at you, least eight. You yeah, want to get them early, right? I get right. it. Um, but, you know, uh, if somebody wants to go find that information, I think it should be readily available, right? But not within, you know, a public space like that, I guess. If, okay. if that kind of makes sense. So, you know, it does. I, but... I don't think you should censor everything. But maybe where you where you place it in terms of its accessibility, it's accessibility, right? Make it accessible, but you know. So from the public some... library, we should ban the Earth, my butt, and other big round things. Is that what you're saying? Because <laughs> that is accessible to the masses. No, that's that's in another room behind a beaded curtain. Okay, and everybody gotcha. on this call knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> where there's the incense and... store, you know, and you have to go through the the little curtain of shame to get gotcha. your movies. <laughs> okay, so but you could but you could do it. what's that section over there don't worry about that yet. well it's like bill burr when he's talking about when he was younger and you wanted to buy a blow-up doll he's like you you couldn't get that shit you had to be a fucking man and show up and buy it that's right now you can hide i'd like the lighter the incense (laughs) and that blow-up doll that's right (laughs) he's like you gotta make it seem like it's just you know off the cuff go on tuesday that's right Um, all right, Grinch, uh, the great Grinchby. What about you? Uh, for or against censorship? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm more for um, give me some tools to make informed decisions. Uh, like I said, I don't necessarily want some of this stuff splashed in front of me everywhere I turn. I, that's not the that's not the kind of world I want to live in. Um, but the flip side of that coin is, I also uh, I think when you repress something it's eventually going to, if it's in the natural state of kind of how humans are, like they want to drink, for example, we talked about prohibition, it's going to happen. And I think particularly with like sexuality, like in Americans, like we're so uncomfortable with it. It's the weirdest thing, how uptight Americans are about sex and sexuality. Like you don't want to talk about it. Don't let it come up. You don't, well, anybody know you're doing it, you know, in the sense of like, I'm doing it right now, you know, <laughs> not on this show. <laughs> like, it's just so weird to me how uptight we are about the subject. And then it carries over for how you yeah. conduct your life. And, and at the end of the day, like, I mean, we've all expressed, we're not very religious. Like it's physical pleasure. Like, right. Yeah, exactly. You, you know, is there, I, I, I can't think of much better that you might be able to come up with like a good know? meal. <laughs> we're centering food next look that's a uh what was it? uh be- there's actually it's a cake and it's called better than sex cake and it's like um then you're doing something wrong if the cake is better you've clearly well, you done know something what? wrong if you're sexually repressed in the u.s you probably are doing something wrong you're hey, right hey, hey, that cake is probably fucking better and okay. i'll 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 take a shot here which is how'd that work out for the priesthood and in the, in, in the catholic faith right exactly yeah. they I, found I mean, an outlet it's, it's, it just it's a byproduct a it's a byproduct of not allowing face. a human to do natural things like it, i don't get it right. i don't get it why you would say that and be like it's the way we procreate 
but yet it's so horrible. You're going to forbid it. And then we're going to molest children. Okay. That makes sense. And act like it. It's okay. It's the fucking devil's work, right? Right. No, it's a human that couldn't control. Yeah. It's the devil's game. Um, Haas, what about you? Censorship for or against I'm against censorship. I, like it. I don't even, I don't see the point to it. I understand why it's a vehicle to control information dissemination, uh, whether it be political or religious. Um, I think if, and Grinch touched on this, I think if you raise your kids with a high emotional IQ and you don't shelter them, um, then they won't be shocked, you know, because you're the one who's presenting the information. You're the one who's controlling the dialogue, which means by the time they're getting other, this other information, whether it's, factually based or not they're not confused you know their emotional iq is high enough their intellectual iq is high enough to where it's it's a non-issue it's a non-point so no i don't think there's a point in in things being censored and 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 grinch you you touched on one of the things i was going to mention which is exactly the distinct difference between living in europe where you can walk by a building where there's a giant blue cock or dildo or dick as the door handle is not something you would see when you walk down the streets in the u.s in most places um I don't know. I, There's probably a lot of blue ones around here. I, guess I think, li- well, maybe. <laughs> I mean, li- living living in Vegas for ten years, you, you get a little desensitized to it. I will say, to your point, Grinch, that was one of the reasons we left Vegas and moved back to the Southwest because it was a bit much. It was a bit too much. Like you don't want your kids, you you don't want them to be desensitized to it to a point where it's unhealthy and unnatural. But and then that became so because limiting because at some point, well, I mean, yeah, well, I mean, it was just a wife and I moved here and now the daughter's 21. She's an adult. She's a young adult. She make her own choices. Own choice, yeah. But I think that's, um, that's kind of always been the knock on Vegas, right? It's, it's not a place you live. It's a place you go visit. Right. Well, I, I mean, mean you know, outside now, of the strip, there are people that live there. Right. And, and yes, once you get off the strip, yeah, it's, it's, it's just that, like it's any, anywhere else. Right. But the problem are the billboards, the advertising, that right. stuff is, is kind of everywhere. And so that's a little bit much and a little in your face, you know, I, that we didn't really care for. It, yeah. No, I'm, I'm with you, Haas. I mean, I, I think it, it reminds, it's like I would put uh, Mardi Gras in the same vein. Like, why right. the fuck you'd ever take kids to Mardi Gras? I'll never know. I'm not that I've, I haven't been in years, not that I saw any. It's just, you know what it is. <laughs> the information's yeah. there. <laughs> like, it's a cesspool. Right. <laughs> not saying didn't have fun, but it is a cesspool. <laughs> All right. So we have three not for censorship. So I guess I'll go ahead and finish up. And I will obviously echo the same sentiment. I don't agree with censorship. I think at this point, it's a waste of time. Haas, I couldn't have said it better, man. You raise them with an emotional IQ that allows them to make informed decisions. And hopefully that gets paid forward when they have kids and their kids have kids. Hopefully you have. Gosh, imagine if that actually happened. Right. Right. But you create an environment where they have a better understanding of the information that they're receiving and they learn how to deal with that. Look, if there's one thing in close to 90 episodes that I hope we've done here, look, all you mass debaters out there, the one thing that we are trying to do masturbating shouldn't be an individual thing anymore. It's okay for it to be a group thing. You don't have to do it in the privacy of your own room. You can masturbate wherever. That's the beauty of what this show is doing. Okay. We're making it okay. We're making it comfortable to masturbate anywhere. Okay. I hope, I hope that's what we've done. It doesn't need to be Friday nights behind closed doors. You can masturbate anywhere, masturbate in public. We're good with that. 
<laughs> open that. The, open that discourse. The of just, the just debate make, do not make sure condone get... masturbating on public transportations, <laughs> public buildings, yes. government-focused situations. Make you sure you get the proper licenses event. from your local municipality. <laughs> right. You know. Um, look, we want you to masturbate anywhere. Open that discourse. Have a conversation. Ultimately, that's what we hope this show does. That it is. It will incite you to have a conversation. It will get you thinking. And so that, you know, masturbating doesn't have to be a private act in your bathroom anymore. You take it out in public and you can do it anywhere. And, and you know what? At the end of the day, it feels good. That's it. That's all we're trying to do. So boom. All right. With that being said, we're going to go ahead and wrap it up there. That's the end part two. I think we've done it. I think we've done it justice. We have talked about a lot of things as it relates to censorship. You guys brought a ton of information to the table and I thank all of you for doing that. Um, it is interesting, like I said, because we do fall into this arena now and we do our due diligence to make sure that our, our information, and we, we say this at the beginning, it's always entertainment first. It, yes, we are trying to be informative, but we are entertainment first. We're here to have a good time, have a good laugh. And however you take that, but we hope that it does spark something for you to have a conversation. And so with that being said, we're going to go ahead and close up shop on this episode. Censorship is done and we will move on to something else next week. As always, check out our website at aspirateddebate.com. You can check out drinks you uh, might want to try. You can drop us a line there or you can go to spirateddebates at gmail.com and hit us up with a topic that you'd like us to debate or a drink you'd like us to try. We are always open. As we've said before, we will invite you on the show if it is feasible and you can be here and we can masturbate as a group. And that's what we do here, you know, and it's all about conversation. So gentlemen, I appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, you make my job as interesting as ever and we will see how that goes, but we will wrap it up here and we will do this again next week. So gentlemen, I love you and thank you. Bye, guys. Peace.